0: welcome to another edition of Two Steps Ahead Podcast. Two Steps Ahead Podcast encouraging you to take your passion, make it happen, let yourself be great. I'm Son Edom and coming up on the show, college football, college sports in general, has gotten quite interesting over the last couple of years. First it was... Back in the old day, if you transferred from one school to another, you usually had to sit out a year, and then you could play the following year, and sometimes schools could dictate where you couldn't transfer to. Then you have the evolution of money. Remember, you'd get in trouble if you paid players, boosters, giving incentives to athletes that were illegal. And now we've got name, image, likeness, the NIL, where athletes can make a lot of money based off of their name, their image, their likeness. You think of, I think it's a gymnast, maybe, down at LSU, making a lot of money. The twins playing basketball, well at least they did this past year. I think they've moved on now from college basketball at the University of Miami, And then you've got some others making a lot of money while playing college sports when before you couldn't. And the other thing, too, is the transfer portal. Students, especially football players, but all students, but it's springtime and spring games, spring practice, and you're starting to see more athletes go into the transfer portal when it comes to football, and none bigger than at the University of Colorado. Now, this past offseason, the University of Colorado hired Deion Sanders. Yes, Neon Dion, as their head coach. Now, Deion Sanders, he played football. He played baseball. He was at Florida State before going to the pros. Uh, played for the Atlanta Braves. He also played football for various teams, I think, too. But anyways, he was a two-sport athlete kind of like what uh, Bo Jackson did and maybe a couple others. But he became the head coach at a uh, black college, did Deion Sanders, and he did very well, brought the team from mediocrity to a championship team. In fact, I think they played for the national championship at their division this last season and, but didn't win, but they played for the championship. And his work over the last couple of years earned him a job at the University of Colorado, the Buffaloes in Boulder. Upon arriving in December, he meets with the team and he starts talking to them. And the first thing I guess that he talks about is that some of you are not going to be here. Some of you need to leave either because we're going to encourage you to leave or you're not the type of player that we're looking for. And immediately this draws criticism. But if you think about it, you've got a player who had success as a player both at the collegiate level and at the professional level in multiple sports. He parlayed that into a coaching resume that was successful so far. And then he takes on a team in Colorado that for the last, I don't know, I think I read 17 years, but for a long, long time, only had two winning seasons. Their last season, they went one and 11, one win, 11 losses. And so he wants to build a culture of success and this culture of success that he's trying to build in his eyes. When he looks at the players that went one and 11 last year, doesn't think he can do it with those players. This is where the transfer portal comes in because they can exit out and new players can come in, which is happening. Now, most recently, the after the Colorado spring game. 18 to 31 is the numbers that I've heard, but 18 more on the conservative side, including their best receiver and best running back, exited. And like I said, maybe up to 31. And that drew a lot of attention. It drew attention from the national media, of course, plus local media, plus your average Monday morning quarterback. And I read a couple comments like the Deion Sanders experience or the experiment, I guess it was, the Deion Sanders experiment in Colorado, is over before it began. But it's like, if you think about it, why is there a criticism for somebody that wants to be successful? I mean, we talk about success on the show all the time. In fact, that's one of the hashtags that I use when I'm posting stuff on social media is hashtag success. And so somebody who's trying to rebuild a program that had maybe two winning seasons over the last couple of decades has a tradition of winning in the past, looking at a team that went 1-11 and 11 and the players not quite to the caliber that he wants. And so he's going through this change, but there's a lot of pushback, a lot of negativity to it. And as you look at what he's doing, he's basically changing the culture. Okay, First off, he's taken over the team, and he told them, okay, some of you aren't going to be here, some of you need to leave. We're either going to try to push you out Not necessarily his words, but we're going to encourage you to leave. Then he started to introduce elements of the program that were starting to bring out character. For example, wearing a baseball cap, when you can, when you can't, and how you should wear it type of stuff. Dress code, how you look, how you treat other people. I think there was a video I saw where he brought in some women and showed him, showed his team, his players, how you treat, how you show them respect. And so he's trying to elevate not only the program as far as athletics and wins and losses, but also the players, Tried to develop character and build an overall program. Time management and other things like that in trying to instill this in his players. I've never been a fan of Deion Sanders. I mean, I'm actually, I guess I could say, I should say I'm kind of neutral. I mean, I was never a fan of the teams he played for. Like, I've never been a Braves fan. In fact, I was so happy when the, twins beat them in the 91 world series i've never been a florida state fan until like i'm still not a florida state fan but it wasn't until after the fact that i realized through their coaching staff and and through how they did things down there why they were successful but i've always kind of been neutral you know never really cared but when i see this and i look at this and i see what he's doing you got to respect the guy for trying to create not only a successful program and do it in a manner that is honest, that is upright or upfront, I guess you could say. Telling people, hey, you're not the type of person we want to have at this school. You should leave, go someplace else, pursue other opportunities. A lot of times the athletic world is full of competition, and it used to be back in the day, especially during like the 1990s into the 2000s, you would hear... Stories of coaches that would hoard players on their team, promise them all kinds of stuff, but never play them, but never wanted them to go anyplace else because they never wanted the competition to have these players. So the player wasn't necessarily good enough to be on the team to be a starter or someone that was significant enough to have enough playing time. But these coaches didn't want these football players released to go someplace else to compete against them. So you hear a lot of stories like that where today it's not that way. But now you've got Deion Sanders coming out and being open with them. And then not only that, trying to establish character in these people. And basically what he's doing is he's putting it back onto the players when he's talking about the responsibility that the players have.
1: Guys, you guys have a responsibility. You have a responsibility. And I don't think you understand you have a responsibility. Who forced any of you through that door this morning? Who forced you to sign that 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 letter of intent that you signed or whatever you signed to us? <laughs> Nobody. Uh, who forced you to walk on? Nobody. Who forced you to put on that uniform this morning? Nobody. But you made a conscious decision to be a part of this team. The problem I have, I don't know how someone that made a conscious, desirable decision to be a part of this team, not have passion for what, for which that he chose. That means you really don't love this. You, you, you like this. You don't adore this. You really don't want this. You don't need this. You're just here in body, mind, and spirit because you really ain't in this thing. And I don't understand how you're not in this thing and you made the choice to be him. Ain't nobody forcing nobody. Coach, did you call anybody and say, then that's one thing I want y'all to stop doing, coaches, because sometimes we got a couple players who go ghost. Stop calling these folks, man. Stop calling these players and getting them up out there comfortable beds and comfortable situations to have them come in here. Stop doing that. If they, they want this, they got to come and get this. But you made a conscious decision to be a part of this team, and I don't see the passion.
0: You've made a conscious decision to be a part of this team, but there's no passion. He's trying to get the passion out of them. He talks about loving and liking, both four-letter words, both starting with the letter L, both ending with the letter E. But the big difference is the middle, the heart, you could say, of those words, O-V or I-K, love and like. And if someone was to tell you there's no difference between love and like, Just ask somebody that might be your significant other the difference between love and like. It's strong. Passion's another word that I use as a hashtag when posting things. And so when I see things like success, I see things like passion being spoken about. Someone like Deion Sanders, who, again, I've kind of been neutral about over the years. It gets you excited to see that there are people out there that are trying to elevate Raise the standard, bringing out their inner greatness. So he talks about taking your passion and making it happen. You can't just show up and have success. you got to put in the work. you got to go after it. you got to do your due diligence. You're here willingly. Why aren't you putting in the work? Why aren't you doing your due diligence? You know. And then he goes on and calls out the other coaches. Hey, stop calling them. If they want to be here, they'll be here. If we have to call them and we have to get them out of bed or their comfort area for them to be here, then they don't have the passion. They don't have the love for this. They might have the like for this, but they don't have the love for this. So we need to stop doing that. They need to have the desire to show up on their own. And how many times in society do we, whether you're a teacher, whether you're a coach, whether you're a boss position over somebody, you have to get them to show up. You have to get them to do whatever it is that they're supposed to do on their own. Now, granted, you might be in a job you don't like, and so it's harder that way, but are you providing for a family? Are you trying to make ends meet? Can you still walk away if you wanted to and get a different job, get a better job? I'd imagine the only two places that, well, one, you volunteer, but then you're stuck is like military service, and then the other... I guess, again, your actions led you there, but it's incarceration and you're stuck there until you get out. Those might be the only two places that, okay, I can understand this type of thing might not work because you're stuck there and maybe you don't want to be there. But outside of that, you have the choice. You have the ability to change if you want to. And we've talked about change and how change can be difficult, but change can be good. If you do it, And it brings out your inner greatness. It gets you to take your passion, make it happen, chase your dreams. And that's what he wants for his players. Have passion. That's what you need, to have passion in life for whatever you do. Don't go about it half-hearted. Why wake up in the morning and already dread the day? We all do that, right? Oh, the alarm goes off. We hit the snooze 800 times. We dread getting up. We have to go get our coffee first or whatever it is that you do in the morning. Do your routine, your process. Why do it all? Why do it at all? We do all of this, but then why do we do all of this? If we wake up with more of a passion about the day, sure, the struggle getting up is real. I get that. I'm not a morning person. I'm a late night person. So I get that. Waking up in the morning can blow sometimes. But if our mindset is, okay, I'm ready to tackle the day mentally. I just need to get my body going. But I know my body will get going. Because my mind is set that way. Then we're going to have a better approach to the day. If we commit to whatever it is that we're going to do. Then the chances of success. Are going to be a lot better. The chances of. Achieving the goals for the day. For the week. For the month. For the year. In the minute. Are going to be a lot better. The other thing that. Deon Sanders goes on to talk about and that is doing the work. You got to put in the work because if you don't put in the work, nothing's going to happen. As he says it, work got us here and work will keep us here.
1: Work got all of us here. Am I right or wrong? Work got all of us here. Am I right or wrong? Work don't keep us here. Am I right or wrong? Because we are at a certain level. So let's start this again. Work got us here. Am I right or wrong? Right. Work gonna keep us here. Am I right or wrong? Right. And work will elevate you from here. Am I right or wrong? Right. Because if you're working your butt off, there's a certain level of elevation. You did it in grade school. You did it in youth leagues. You've been doing it all your life. So when you work your butt off and be dominant in that in which you work, that's the elevation. So you gotta ask yourself, do you want to be elevated? Are you ready for elevation? Because everything can soar. But you can.
0: So he goes on to say right there not everything, not everyone can soar. But you can. He challenges you, but you gotta put in the work. Work will elevate you. If you don't put in the work, you won't elevate to the next level. You started out, let's say you're an athlete, and you started out in the youth leagues, maybe baseball, for example. Maybe you're in t-ball. Then you went to coach pitch, and then maybe at some point it was player pitch, and then you move yourself up through the ranks. You get through uh, those middle school years, and you find out you're good enough to play your high school, play at your high school for your high school team. And then maybe you go on and play some junior college, some juco ball somewhere, or maybe you make it to a four-year. And then the elite few go on to the minors and the pros. But you got to put in the work because the talent that you had at T-Ball obviously did not get you the success that you achieved later on in life. The game changed. That's what happens with the game of life. The game of life will change. we got to adapt to it, but we got to put in the work to make sure that when that change happens, we can adapt to it. So put in the work, you elevate You don't put in the work, you don't elevate. You can't raise the standard in your life unless you put in the work. You can't bring out your inner greatness unless you put in the work. So work your butt off. And we talk about it many times. If we wanna raise the standard, we wanna get better. We want a better life for ourselves, for our families, for our neighbors, for our communities, for our cities, whatever it is. We wanna get better at playing the guitar. We wanna get better at maybe playing a game chess. You want to get better at maybe a hobby. Maybe you're into carpentry, woodworking, maybe you're into painting, whatever it is. You want to get better at it. So you have to put in the work. You have to put in the practice. Maybe you're into weightlifting, or maybe you just want to get fit. You want to lose some pounds, some LBs. You can't sit there on the couch. It's not going to disappear. That weight isn't going to disappear on its own. You got to move, put in the work. Maybe you hit the gym, maybe you go outside, maybe you create a home gym, maybe you go and do a hobby like swing dancing or something, get the heart moving, then you change your diet, right? But today, the entitlement society that we live in, it's lazy. Everybody gets a trophy, everybody gets a participation award, and in fact, it's gotten to the point where this laziness has actually become criminal, how many videos have you seen on social media where people are stealing from Walmart? Or how many videos have you seen, whether it be on the news or whether it be on social media, of people storming a Walgreens somewhere and looting it? You've got stores in San Francisco closing down. Walgreens checked out a long time ago in San Francisco, Walmart closing down in areas like Chicago, San Francisco, places where teens riot, where crime is out of control. How about that video in Compton, California, at the Arco Station? The mob crashing through that little mini-mart and taking things. And apparently the worker, fortunately, was okay, but had to go hide and lock in the bathroom, person was locking himself or herself in the bathroom just for safety. Yeah, and, you know, gas station bathrooms, probably not that clean. But, again, you've got that going on. Whole Foods shutting down in San Francisco. Videos of people looting stores. I saw one recently where somebody was in Walmart. There's a group of three or four of them. They were just eating right there, right there on the food aisle and showing it on video. Nothing's being done. People trash in a McDonald's because they're out of barbecue sauce or whatever sauce they like. You can't put sauce, you can't dip your chicken nuggets in a sauce. So we're going to loot the place, trash the place, riot. No one's putting in the work. No one's raising the standard. In fact, we're not even raising the standard, we're lowering the standard. People like to think that, you know, and you get this from politicians where they sit there and they say, oh, this is reparations for whatever in the past, or this is how we get equality because we storm and loot and steal from stores and they've got insurance to cover it and they make all these excuses for it. That's not raising the standard. That's not raising the standard of our society. That's why when you look at society, a lot of people think that our country's headed in the wrong direction, going in the wrong direction because it isn't. It's going in a negative direction. We can't bring out our inner greatness. And you know me, it's all about having our inner greatness. You have
2: greatness within you. You have the ability to do more than you can ever begin to imagine. See, I believe that anybody through observation and practice can perform at the level of excellence. But when you're pursuing your greatness, this is worth writing down, you don't know what your limits are. And you act like you don't have any. So I say to you, you have something special.
0: You have greatness within you. So if we have greatness within us and we don't do the work, how is it going to come out? I mean, think about this. Okay. We just talked about some of the things going on in the news as far as these lootings and riotings and teens in Chicago taking over city streets. And there's there's no crime. There's no prosecution. You see a lot of, now you're starting to see the trend of people storming state capitals. We saw it in Tennessee, happened in Montana. You see the hypocrisy about the January 6th thing, and now it's okay to do it. But here's the other thing, and this I think really sums up society in America. So Twitter apparently at one point in time you earned a blue check mark, which means you were verified, whatever. Elon Musk buys Twitter, and he tells everybody that no more check marks. And if you want it, you have to pay for it. And so everyone's like bitching and moaning about it. And so the blue check marks go away. And so then you have people like Alyssa Milano and Bette Midler, you know, crying on Twitter of all places and complaining that they have no check mark and they're not going to pay for it and how they worked hard to get that check mark. And now people can use their identity and their likeness. And well, Elon must be responsible if someone impersonates them on social media and does something bad i guess and then you got someone like stephen king who apparently didn't want his blue check mark but elon musk gave it to him anyways for free apparently and so stephen king complains about it says i didn't want it i didn't pay for it and then he tries to call out elon musk about donating to the ukraine how that fits in i don't know but apparently it's hate trump and give to the ukraine and then you're a good liberal and so you've got these people that are bitching and moaning about a blue check mark on Twitter on social media, which is a toxic place, anyways. And again, I say, if you get rid of, get rid of TikTok, Twitter needs to go too. The lies that spread on Twitter, unbelievable. In fact, real quick, I'll give you an example. A couple of years ago, when the Atlanta Braves won the World Series, they beat the um, Houston Astros, Texas. But then Georgia, and at the time, the Georgia laws, those voter laws, people like the MLB were protesting. So they moved the All-Star game from Atlanta, and they put it, I believe, in Colorado. And so when it was the Braves against the Astros, I believe that's what it was, I put something out there on social media how Major League Baseball was going to move the World Series to New York and the American League games would be played at Yankee Stadium and the National League games would be played at Met Stadium used to be Shea Stadium, so whatever it's called now. And it caught a little bit of traction. Obviously, it didn't break the net or anything, but it did. People started, like, questioning it. No, this can't be true. Oh, I can see this. And I just completely made it up. So if I can make up something like that, that is possible. In fact, in that climate during that year, it was very probable that that could have happened because they just moved the All-Star game from Atlanta to Colorado in protest. Yeah, something's very plausible. But again, if you're worried about blue check marks in our country today, it evolves around a symbol, blue check marks, pronouns, part of speech, and bathrooms. That's what our country evolves around. Bathrooms, parts of speech, and symbols. And the bathroom isn't even the best part of the house or the building or whatever. Why not go for the penthouse? But we have to go for the bathrooms. And that tells you everything you need to know about our society today. Nobody's responsible. We're blaming everybody. Blame everybody else. Even though one party does something. And then they blame the other party for doing the exact same thing. And then they deny that they do it. People do the same thing. No responsibility. Nobody's putting in the work. Nobody's investing in themselves. Our country isn't even investing in ourselves. Another example, giving a ton of money to Ukraine and all the politicians are saying we have to help Ukraine push back an invasion from a foreign country. A foreign country, Russia, crossed their borders, but yet our southern borders are wide open. You guys can debate the politics of it, but these are facts. So we're not even investing in ourselves. What are you investing in? What are you driving yourself towards? Is it anything good? Are you putting in the work for anything positive? Or are you just like that jellyfish in the ocean, bobbing on the Twitter tides, going wherever the tides take you? Or do you have direction? Are you going for something? But we're not doing that. We're not doing that in society because nobody is investing in themselves. So I tell you, invest in yourself.
2: However you spend your time, That tells you who you are. So think about what it is you like to create in your life experience. Once I look at how you commit your time, once I do an evaluation on how you spend your time, I can tell you exactly what you're committed to. How much time do you spend working on you? How much time do you spend every day working on your dream? In the last 90 days, how many books have you read? In the last year, what new skill or knowledge have you acquired? What kind of investment have you made in you?
0: Life goes by real fast, and we know that. Life's not guaranteed. We now know that. Just went through something a couple years ago. Proves tomorrow is not guaranteed, nor is it promised. Are you working on your dream? I would tell students. When I was teaching radio broadcasting, if you were ready right now to audition for your dream job, would you be ready? Most of the time I'd hear a no, like, why not get ready? Another student would make the comment. You stay ready so you don't have to get ready. And so are you ready? If not, why not? And will you get ready? And then the other thing is what type of influences are around you? Is there people that are going to lift you up? People that are going to inspire you? People that are going to push you to do something great? Are you going to get out of your own way? Overcome the obstacles of life to achieve whatever it is that you want to achieve? How are you spending your time? Are you binge watching television? I used to, well, I never really binge watched television, but there were a couple shows, obviously during the pandemic we all did, but there was a couple shows that came on to when like Netflix and what is it uh, prime amazon prime originals and some of those you know non-traditional television sites those video hosting sites came up with their own originals there was a couple that yeah i'd watch and they're really good and all 10 episodes are sitting right there so you just click through click through click through and so you get through it and at the end of the day you're like i got nothing done but whatever But the more I thought about that, the more I'm like, well, that's really just a waste of time. That's my own choice. I'm not criticizing anybody that does that. So if that's what you want to do, knock yourself out. But what are you achieving? So you're watching all kinds of television. Or better yet, you're on social media. Last week or last time, we talked about a uh, Oli London, a transgendered person that's detransitioning spent eight hours a day or more on social media, and the influences of social media drove him to start to transition and have, I guess, a, a gender identity issue. And he would see the influences of likes. And he talked about he'd see somebody put on a wig and get more likes, get more video watches, views. And then someone would put on a wig and then lipstick and it would increase, and he wanted that, so he'd emulate that. And it drove him to a place that he didn't like. But while he was transitioning, people praised him. When he started to detransition, they vilified him. How about stealing? It's becoming more and more common. As more and more people see it go viral on social media, it's becoming commonplace. What are you working on? How are you improving your mind, body, and soul? Are you? Or are you just wasting away? You know, we've talked religion in the past, in the recent past, on some past shows. And I brought up the point, we all have this God-sized hole in our hearts. Because everything starts with the heart. I firmly believe that. What's in our heart will come out. And so if our heart is hardened, if it's bitter... If it's full of anger and rage, that's going to come out. You know somebody is going to be a good person when their heart is producing things such as love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, goodness, self-control. Those are the type of things that if that's being produced out of a person, then you know the person has a good heart. I think that's a foundation that we can believe in. That's what I believe in. But if you are spewing forth anger, if you're trying to tear people down, rip them apart, negative type of things, then your heart is probably hardened, and you probably have a God-sized hole in it that only God can fill, yet we're trying to fill it with politics. We're trying to fill it with other religions. We're trying to fill it with whatever. And we're trying to feed, feed, feed. We're trying to drink, 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 but we're always thirsty because we're drinking from a well that cannot quench us. Meanwhile, God has the water that's free. The well is deep. The living water that springs up that can change us, that can change us for the good. Doesn't mean life's going to be simple. Life is not going to be a rose garden. In fact, we're seeing more and more in society today that if you follow a religious belief, especially a Christian belief, you might be attacked government might come after you we're starting to see a little bit more of some of these catholic churches fbi plants in them why that's what society is focusing on but again if you look beyond this world all this is going to go away at some point you know people talk about climate change and we need to save the planet when god comes back he's not saving the planet the old world is going to pass away the new world is going to come do you want to be a part of that new world then we need to work on ourselves and not worry about all this other stuff. All this other stuff's important, yes. But if we work on ourselves and we start to change our heart and we allow God to come in, then we're going to start producing things like love towards one another. See, we don't need political ideology if we want to talk about loving one another. We talk about transgender ideology on here. Does it? Do I care if someone who is an adult wants to be transgendered? I do not. Do I hate transgender people? Absolutely not. I've known a few. Great people. Lovely people. No problem with it. That's what they want to do. What I don't like is now all of a sudden society attacking our kids and forcing this ideology on kids. Use the analogy before. Adults get tattoos and they regret them. Fortunately, they can get them removed. You have sex change operation as a 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15-year-old. You can't change that. Sure, they'll say you can't. No, you can't. Your life has already been destroyed. And there's many people on video hosting services that post their detransitioning stories and how they regret it. So, yeah. Do we hate? No, we don't. We show love and compassion towards others. So if we have God filled, this God uh, filled within us, if God is in us and we're producing love, okay, we're the, producing the love that loves everybody, Last time I mentioned that, I saw comments where people would say, I can't follow a God that hates people. Well, show me where God hates people. He doesn't. You think he does. And if that's what you think, then you don't know the God of the Bible. The other thing, too, is then, okay, so love. We're showing love towards one another. We may not always agree with one another. We're going to have disagreement, but our disagreement isn't going to be vile, isn't going to be hate-filled, isn't going to be anger it's going to be disagreement, cordial disagreement. What about joy? What about, have you ever been around those people that are just joyful? I mean, they just make you feel happy. They feel good. And they're always kind of happy with a smile on their face. Isn't that what you want to emulate? Be that person that enters the room and it kind of lights up a little bit just because your presence is there because it's joyful, not the one that where people walk in and they're like, oh. Ever seen the movie Proposal with Sandra Bullock? Was it Ryan Reynolds? There's a scene in the beginning where she shows up to work. Apparently she's a mean boss and people are sending instant messages announcing that she's here. And some are like the witches on her broom and other comments. Is that what you want when you enter the room? People to make negative comments about you? Or do you want people to make positive comments about you? Oh, so-and-so here. Yay. It's not a popularity contest, but people are just joyful that you're there or peaceful, You ever walk into a room and you can talk to somebody about whatever and it's just a peaceful conversation? It's not filled with hate. It's not filled uh, filled with political divide. You just have a conversation. What about patience? You know, we all can have a little bit more patience, but just dealing with society in general, having patience. Or just gentleness, the way you talk to somebody, the way you interact with somebody. You know, you go to the dentist, you hope they're gentle, right? Right? And you expect them to be. That's probably a place where you have the expectation of gentleness because if they're not, they're drilling on your teeth. They could do some damage. So you expect gentleness. Or if you're dealing with a baby, you expect gentleness. But what about one to another? At what point do we stop being gentle towards somebody as a baby and we start becoming anger toward them, hatred toward them, violence towards them? And just self-control even. What about having just self-control? We're straining from the toxicity of Twitter. We're straining from throwing things out there to stir the pot. Now it's okay to challenge people, but how do you do it? You know, recently I read this story about this 13-year-old kid who uh, unfortunately overdosed on Benadryl and died. And it comes to, uh, to find out that He was spending a lot of time on TikTok, and there was a TikTok challenge about Benadryl where you take 12 to 14 pills, which is way over the recommended dose, for an adult, let alone a 13-year-old, and then you're supposed to videotape the side effects, and this kid got sick and died, and many others, I guess, have done this too and died or have gotten really sick from it, and then you think about other challenges. I remember the salt and ice. You put salt, I guess, on your skin and then ice on it, and it burns the skin. You see how long you can keep it on there? Nothing good comes from that. No love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, goodness, self-control. Or the Tide pod challenge, eating Tide pod. Or the cinnamon challenge where I supposedly, you supposedly put a bunch of cinnamon in your mouth and it can uh, you know cause suffocation amongst other problems. And then people actually would have the fire challenge where you put some flammable liquid on and then you light it up. I mean, when I had drums, after I graduated from high school, I bought some drums, and I remember I used to put some hairspray on my drums, like the, the drum heads, and I'd line them up and play on my drumsticks. Probably wasn't wise, but I thought it looked cool. Take some video. But I wasn't influenced by anything. I just thought it would look cool. So now imagine people spending 8 to 10 hours a day looking at these things. Okay, that's their influence. They're not being influenced like a Deion Sanders, telling them to put in the work, to show up, to have passion, to love what you do, to love life. If we love life, I don't think we'd be sitting there taking Tide Pod challenges and salt and ice challenges and Benadryl challenges. And if you're participating in this, then we know what you're about. If you're spending 8 to 10 hours a day on social media, then we know what you're all about. Now, granted, there are some people that use social media for business or to promote podcasts such as myself or whatever, and it takes some time. I get that. But if you're just idly scrolling through watching video after video, you know, stupid video after stupid video, if you want to be serious, if you're worried about your Twitter TikTok, I mean, your Twitter checkmark, if you're worried about your social media views and likes, we all are, it becomes addicting, but if that's your number one thing, we know what you're all about. One of the biggest things now is gun control, right? Everybody wants gun control because we've had some mass shootings. And, yeah, it's important to spare our kids, spare anybody's life for that matter. But it's become so politicized and so political that we can't have any common sense. And so uh, there was something on um, social media where I think another state, I think it was Nebraska, they were the next state to pass constitutional carry, which means you don't need a permit. I've said before on shows, I am all 2A, but I'm also responsible 2A. So like for me, anything that I've ever done, whether it be um, when I was, uh, I got an armed security license. I went through the training so that I can make more money as a security guard, but you're armed. So I'm not Paul Ballard. I'm actually doing like some cool security work. But so I would take training so that I made sure that if a situation arose, I would know what to do. I would know the laws. And so I'm all for that but one of the infringements upon the second amendment is people having to pay to go take a course and courses can be hundreds of dollars and then you got state fees on top of that hundreds of dollars and it becomes a two three hundred dollar thing that's an infringement so there was a post on social media about it some guy i guess who's like a gun range person And he was talking about how he is all, kind of like me, all 2A, but wants responsible people. Don't want anybody just out there slinging guns. I totally agree. But then I made the comment, well, why not make it free? Why not make these classes free? I mean, driver's training, you can now find free classes in driver's training, driver's education. You go get your license. It's more affordable. I think you pay a fee. It's been forever since I got a license, I just renew, 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 but maybe the laws have changed. I don't remember. I just fill out the renewal and they send me one. But do we do we pay fees for that? Maybe we pay a little bit. But again, there's free training. So I just put out there, well why don't we make some free training? Let people get there to A and they can sign up for a free class. And they can get all the training that's necessary for them to then be responsible, concealed carry people. And he stopped and paused for a minute and he responded and said that's a great idea of course the problem is someone like him makes money off of training so again you've got this but the idea behind it compromise that was good conversation trying to figure out what to do in a situation like that but here's the point okay so you've got people that want to do away with guns because they want to save kids let's see what they're about okay and these are facts this is factual if you deny this then you are blinded by an ideology because it's all facts. So you want to ban guns to save kids, but then you turn around and you say you're pro-abortion. Abortion, Abortion, let's admit, is taking the life of a child. You are pro-gender, the gender-affirming care, which is child mutilation, okay? So you're for that. You are also allowing unfettered access to social media where Benadryl challenges and others kill kids or it's not healthy for the mind. Depression, suicide, we've done many shows on it. It's a hot topic on here about the negative effects of it. Unfettered access to social media. What about just unhealthy diets? Obesity in kids is off the hook as they say in this country. All that other stuff shows that you're not pro kid. So when it talks about guns to save kids, no. Kids are just a pawn in your political game. Because if you were pro saving kids, and that's why we should get rid of guns, then you would be pro other things or maybe anti other things that harm kids. You know, now they're talking about the UN. Or is it NATO? I think it's the UN talking about normalizing sex with underage kids. You want to do it with guns, but you want to normalize sex with underage kids? Again, you can't even get a tattoo unless you're 18. Some states, 16 with parental consent. You have to have parental consent to have a tattoo, but you don't need parental consent to have an abortion, to change your gender. And in fact, schools are pushing it to hide it. I think one state... Maybe Washington. They made it that they passed a law that they can take your kid away from you. They can legally take away your kid away from you if you don't go along with their gender-affirming care. What's this world come to? Candace Owens, a black American. Again, what are we investing in? Are we investing in ourselves? We know what you are when we see what you're invested in? Are you passionate about what you do? Are you bringing out love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, goodness, faithfulness, self-control? So this is what Candace Owens had to say about her own racial group.
3: Black Americans are the only racial group in America that marched to defend their criminals. The only ones. Chinese people don't do that. Japanese people don't do that. Indian people don't do that. Hispanic people don't do that. It is a uniquely black American phenomenon to stop what we are doing to demand justice for criminals. It's idiotic. It's stupid. I've said this from the very beginning. Black Lives Matter is an idiotic movement that tells black Americans essentially to race toward the bottom. Defend your criminals. Not only should you defend your criminals, you should condemn your professionals somebody make it in life, somebody become popular by living conservatively. Will you be sure to call that person a race traitor because if you don't want to betray your race, what you want, what you need to do is you need to celebrate debauchery you celebrate hip hop and you most of all need to celebrate criminals.
0: Is she wrong? No, you might say she's wrong, but she's not. It is BLM of 2020 was all about George Floyd. What happened to him was terrible. Should never happen. Everybody protested. Well, what happened? In the end, cops in jail, like he should be. But George Floyd wasn't innocent by any stretch of the imagination. And that's facts. And they demand justice for criminals. Race toward the bottom, she says. And then you think about someone like Larry Elder, a black man that just recently announced he's running for president. I worked with Larry Elder for a little bit. Been a part of his show. Got to know him. He's been called Uncle Tom, race trader, and those are just the ones that you can repeat. And he's a black man. And this has been done by his own people. I'm sure Candace Owens has been called a number of things. Clarence Thomas definitely has been called a number of things. So when we look at Martin Luther King Jr., I have a dream that one day, well, that was Mid-60s? We're almost in the mid-2020s. And that dream has been turned into a nightmare. Because for people like Larry Elder, for people like Candace Owens, Clarence Thomas, and others, they're Uncle Toms. They're race traders, They're the bad people. The ones that are storming the streets. The ones that are burning down buildings. The ones that are looting, committing crimes. They're the ones that Kamala Harris wants to bail out of prison, bail out of jail. When you take a look at your life, how do you see it? Do you see yourself doing things that are good? That's a betterment for society? Are you going to be the hero or the villain of your movie? If there was a movie about you, if you were starring in the movie, if you were going to make a movie about yourself, what would it look like? be the hero of your own movie if your life was a
4: movie and it started now forget about whatever financial disasters you've had personal failures relationship failures what would the hero of your life's movie do right now do that do those things we define ourselves far too often by our past failures we look at our past and we say well that's me That's not you. You are this person right now. You're the person who's learned from those failures. And you can choose to be the hero of your own movie right now. Write down your goals. Write down things you want to improve. Write down things you won't tolerate from yourself. Write down things that you've done in the past that you never want to see yourself do again. And go forth from here as the hero of your own movie. Build momentum. Build confidence and momentum with each good decision that you make from here on out you can do it anyone can do it we live in unique times we live in one of the rarest times in human history where you can choose almost all the input that comes your way whether it's the movies that you watch the books you read the podcasts you listen to you can choose
0: to be inspired investing in yourself that's what it's all about It's about investing in yourself, whether it be the books you read, the movies you watch, the podcasts you listen to, the influences of people around you, whatever it is, it's investing in yourself. Do you want to get out of a situation? Better job, more money. Maybe it requires education. Went to a graduation recently, adult education graduation, and one of the graduates gave a speech. A black lady has a child told her story how for two years she would get up at like 4, 4.30 in the morning, do the morning routine, drop her child off at 6 at daycare, 6 a.m., go to work at 6.30, get off about 3.30 or so, whatever it is, eight hours, nine hours later, go pick up her son, take him home, do like the night routine. Then I think grandma, grandpa, or aunt and uncle would watch the child, and she would go off to class from 6 to 9 at night a couple times a week. For two years, she got an education doing that, but it was a sacrifice, but she invested in herself. Sure, the sacrifice for those two years was hard. Could you imagine doing that every day? But she did that. Now she's a graduate. Now she has the opportunity to go get a better job than what she was doing. Better opportunity for her son, better opportunity for her family. And you got to give credit to the family for helping out too. A lot of us might not have people to help out. You go it alone. That's even more difficult. But you can still accomplish a lot. You can still get it done. Because how you're living right now, imagine what it's like in two, three years. Could be a lot better. We don't know. So if you're investing in yourself, your future can be great. We look at our past. Past is past. We can learn from our mistakes. We can learn from our successes. But the past is in the past. The past is not define who we are. It doesn't have to define who we are. We let it define us, but it doesn't have to. Anything that we put in the past is dead. So bury it. Move forward. Think of all the good that you can do. Think of the things that you can accomplish, the people you can impact. So, are you going to be the hero of your own movie? Or are you going to be the villain? Are you going to be the one that lives happily ever after or the one that dies in a dramatic end? It's up to you. And I throw this out there every once in a while. If you have no idea of where to start, hit me up. The email Two podcast at gmail.com. Everything two steps Ahead podcast starts with Two. So, TWO, two steps ahead podcast at gmail.com, Instagram, Facebook, message me. If I can't specifically, personally help you, I might know some people that could. I might be able to connect you with people. You don't have to do it alone. Maybe there's others out there that you can turn to. Maybe there's one or two people that you can kind of bring in to your inner circle to help. Advice, childcare, whatever it might be. Because going alone is going to lead to a failure most of the time. You can do it on your own, but a lot of times the heroes in the movie need somebody else, right? Batman needed the butler. Superman needed Lois Lane. Batman needed Robin. It goes on and on. You need somebody that's going to believe in you just like that graduate had family members believe in her so they helped out with childcare in the evening so that she could go to school. It only takes one time. It takes a perfume of belief. And if you have that and you let that seed settle in you, the belief that you can accomplish something, then it's going to start to grow. Yeah, some weeds might come and attack it. But if you maintain it, it's going to grow into something big. What is it, like an acorn? One little acorn can become a big oak tree, right? Johnny Appleseed. In the early part of this country, going around scattering apple seeds, growing apple trees. Sometimes it just takes a little bit. It takes a spark to get a fire going just a little bit, can become something big. And that something big can be something good or it can be something bad. It's up to you. So think about this. Love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, goodness, faithfulness, self-control. Is this the product of your life, the product of your lifestyle? Or are you someone that is, Create an environment of hate, of strife, division, other things like that. Which one? And people are going to know you by your fruits. They're going to know you by what you spend your time doing, who you invest in, who you allow to influence you. People are going to know. All you have to do is turn on TV, social media, read the news, whatever, and you'll see and know exactly who people are. We know that some people are more concerned about their check mark, their blue check mark on Twitter, than they are anything else. We know some people are more concerned about pronouns than they are anything else. Some people are more concerned about the bathroom usage of people than anybody else. Did anybody really care about what bathrooms people use before this became a big deal? No. Why is it now? Now's the time too. We've got a big divide in our country. If we want to heal it, we got to get rid of the national level. It's not going to happen at the national level. The national level we know is going to continue to divide and continue to get worse. So we have to start to bring us together at the local levels with each other, our families, our neighborhoods, and then go to our communities. And then maybe go from there. Because that's the only way it's going to happen. And then not only with each other, with the love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, goodness, faithfulness, and self-control. But protecting kids. Whatever that might be. However that might look. But you can't say you want to protect them here and destroy them over here. Because we know what you're about. That's facts. And if you don't see that, you can still believe that. Because that's your right. Right? your opinion, your beliefs. You can still believe that, but if you deny the facts of what it is, then you might have a problem. You might become delusional and believe in something that's false to be true. But if you're factual about this and you say, yeah, that's true, we're only interested in saving kids over here to get rid of guns, that's fine. Let's talk about it. But if you say, no, we, we're, we need to get rid of guns to save kids, but now we're going to destroy kids all in these other places, well, you're not about saving kids. You use them as a pawn. This is Two Steps Ahead podcast encouraging you to take your passion, make it happen, let yourself be great. I'm Son Edom. Hey, check out our website. It's RadioWarp.com, Radio, W-A-R-P, RadioWarp.com. You can click on there, and there's a few things you can find on there. You can find our podcast just look for the logo. Click on the logo and all our shows pop up. It's our Rumble page, all the videos there. There's an orange banner that goes across the center. That's our SoundCloud page, which, which is the audio page. You click on that and all of our audio versions pop up and you can actually download the audio version onto your computer, phone, whatever, and take it with you on the go. You can listen anywhere you listen to podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, uh, Apple Podcasts, iHeartMedia Podcasts. Uh, Google Podcasts, you can internet search TWO, Two Steps Ahead Podcast, we pop up. Also, hey, Siri, hey, Google, hey, Alexa, play TWO, Two Steps Ahead Podcast, and our latest episode pops up, so we're easy to find. And like I said, reach out, Gmail, TWO, Two Steps Ahead Podcast at gmail.com. Reach out. If you need help, need something, I'll respond. If I can't do it, try to find somebody that can, or try to find somebody that might know the resources that can help you don't have to do it alone and maybe together we can come together and we can start to resolve some issues start to help encourage each other sometimes just an encouraging word of you can do it sometimes just a listening ear without having to respond just someone that you can vent to or someone that can reaffirm that what you're doing is correct getting rid of self-doubt is another thing that we can do with each other is just listen to make sure that you know what yes you're correct in what you're doing that is good affirming what you're doing keep going keep doing that because what you're doing is a good thing two steps Ed podcast encouraging you take your passion make it happen let yourself be great i'm sonny them. hey thanks for listening do tell a friend and until next time god bless